that sounds like me. These these guys getting gold medals in swimming. Oh, this, you know, it makes me reminisce about that time when I was the boys' champion of my school at age twelve. You know, when I was uh, impressing impressing the world, lighting up the world with my and dominant. Then, and then your career just just fizzled out. Vanished in the smoke of motorbike exhaust. I could I could have been something. You know, <laughs> as as a, as a, Lawson. The, let me let me tell you something. Uh-huh. You are a child of God. Amen. Amen. You can't top that. <laughs> you cannot top that. Anything that you accomplish on this earth is going to pale in comparison to mm-hmm. that simple reality right there. Mm-hmm. And I just want to encourage all of our listeners out there. You know, we hear these stories about amazing athletes and how well they're doing, and the, mm-hmm. I mean, we can be excited for them. That's great. Mm. But at the end of the day, there is nothing greater than being a child of God. Amen. There is nothing greater than having the promise of the return of Jesus Christ and the assurance of salvation. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest. If you have achieved that, you have run the race mm-hmm. that is worth running. Mm-hmm. You know, we all we all can, you know, on occasion run a race. I don't remember when I last ran a race. I was probably 12 years old when I last <laughs> ran a race. Uh, but, you know, we compete at different things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of like what guys do. Guys will turn anything into a competition, adds a bit of sp- fun and spice to it. Absolutely. Uh, from time to time we have a bit of fun with it. But the race that we all compete in is the race mm. of life. Mm. And it, we are competing against ourselves because ourselves are, is what is trying to hold us back and it's Jesus that is trying to encourage us forward and it is a race that we run through the power of Jesus Christ and by allowing him to run that race with us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'm a firm as As someone who's been involved in sport at a previously yeah, professional level, professional level. Um, I, I am convinced that pretty much anyone, there's a sport out there, there is some kind of sport or talent out there that you could be in the top 5% of, in the potentially in the top yeah. 1% of, yeah. pretty much everyone. Maybe it's not refined yeah, yet, I could but, do that. but there's some skill or some sport that if you put enough time or energy into, yep. you could be you could be that. Mm-hmm. And and I, I just know this because I've experienced it in my own life. I don't see myself as an exceptionally uh, talented or gifted individual but physically. You had, you had good opportunities yep. and you had natural ability in a certain area. Yep. And those two things combined led me to getting into a really high place. But regardless, ultimately, this is the path that you could go down. But as someone who has been down that path, I can say being a child of God is 1,000% more worth it. Mm-hmm. And living by his word and by his mission is in doing his mission is something that is more fulfilling than any championship in any sport could possibly be. Yeah, amen. Praise God. But that oh, being right. said, yes, that being said, I, I could have, I could have been the, the man. Anyways, <laughs> no, just, just joking. Let's, well, we don't, we don't have text messages that we can we read because we, we can't get text messages. But what we can do is read another question for the quiz and give you guys the uh, like the second last opportunity, the penultimate opportunity, yes. to get in this morning. The ultimate's coming up. This is the penultimate. That's right. Our penultimate question, which direction did the wise man travel to going to Jerusalem? So the wise men... So which direction did they travel to? That's right. The wise men went to Jerusalem. Which direction did they travel to? Towards. Towards, to get there. 
0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. You have to be the first caller through. First caller through on that number with the correct answer, you will then win the prize. So, well, you won't win the prize. You go into the draw to win the prize, which is happening at 8.45 this morning. Our prizes, we're giving you three amazing uh, books from the Dr. Paul White collection of Jungle Doctor books, amazing stories of the work that he was doing over in Africa, uh, serving the people there and leading them to Christ as well. But again, that number 0491-064-669. Which direction did the wise man travel to? Going to Jerusalem. Okay, if you know that. Oh, we've got a phone call coming through right now. Mm. Let's see what they come up with. Let's see if they can find a correct answer. Mm. Uh, while that phone call is um, getting ready to come through to us, Lawson, let's turn our Bibles to our Bible study. And we've got two questions that are in our Bible study for today. Mm. And with that, we have one, two, three, four, five passages of Scripture. Oh, wow. Which I copied and pa- pasted because... I've gone down the rabbit hole uh-huh, uh-huh. into your um, AI, In, uh, artificial I, intelligence. Lyle, I didn't invent AI, okay? No, no, the, one that, you, the one that you, you sent me the link for. Yeah, okay. And uh, to see what kind of answers they came up with mm-hmm. to these important questions. So we're going to discuss the questions and then we'll see what artificial, artificial intelligence can say about these questions. Just sure. Fun. Okay, so the first passage we're going to is Second Peter, Peter chapter three and verse fourteen. Does not look like we've got a phone call coming our direction. Well, Mister had... Shell, what happened there? We I, 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 no, no, no. Bam, bam. Mm. So you, the opportunity is still there. It's open. Uh, okay, we're going to Second Peter chapter three. Yes, and verse fourteen. Yes, you said Second yes. Peter three and verse fourteen. The Bible says, "And so, dear friends." While you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to live, to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. Okay, while you're waiting for these things to happen, give us a little bit of context there. Go back to verse 10, and what are these things? In verse 10, the Bible says, But that day of the Lord will come unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Keep going. And continues on in verse 11. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives should we live? Uh, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to a new heavens and a new earth. He has promised a world filled with God's righteousness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we work our way down through this passage here, there are a number of things that jump out to us. One of them pointing out that in my translation says, looking for and hastening the mm. return of Christ. But the context here is the return of Christ. Mm. And when we read verse 14 in particular, um, it says, well, okay, so how does the Bible say that we are to live with the knowledge of the return of Christ? Uh, peacefully. Peacefully. Pure and blameless. Peaceful, pure, and blameless. In other words, what you've got here is the Bible is talking about, okay, how do you live? Mm-hmm. How do you actually live on a day-by-day basis knowing that Jesus is coming back soon? Mm-hmm. And I think often we can sort of in our minds think, you know, the return of Christ is a long way in the future. I worry about it then. Uh, it's 
been delayed for 2,000 years right now, so why should I think that it's going to come any time in the near future? And this verse tells us, okay, well, even if you do think that way, this is how you live. Mm -hmm. And regardless of whether it's going to come in the near future or tomorrow, this is how you live. Mm. Uh, We don't just sort of think, okay, you know, the Lord delays his coming. Um, We don't follow down the path of the scoffers who say all things continue as they were from the beginning. We simply say, okay, Jesus is not here today, so I will live peacefully, pure life today. Okay, so here comes the question. What's the difference? What uh, the next question is? The next passage is First John three one to three, and it says this: What difference do you see be- between preparing ourselves for the second coming and being ready for that event? Okay, so First John three one to three. First John three one to three, and the Bible says, "See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children," and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will always be that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure just as he is pure. Okay, so in this passage, right, man, yours is long. Mm. I memorized this in 1992. Oh, there you go. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Mm. Uh, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we see him, we shall, when he appears, we shall see him, we shall... Oh, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. I looked at it twice. But that's not bad considering I memorized in 92. 1992. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't reading the Bible back then, Lyle. No, you weren't. I did not exist. You were not even a glimmer back then. (laughs) Uh, But... Yeah, Shell and I memorized that back in 1992. I can still remember oh, a fair chunk cute. of it. It comes back to me whenever I read it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's some important um, principles that we can look at here. And one of the ones I want to focus on is verse 2 in particular, mm. where it says, Now are we the sons of God. Mm. Um, we sh- we shall, When he appears, we will be like him, for we shall see him as he is. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Okay, so the question that we are given from these two particular passages is, what difference do you see between preparing ourselves for the second coming and being ready? What difference do we see? Yes, between between preparing and being ready. That's an interesting question. This is one of the reasons why I, I posted it into the, uh, into the AI to see what the AI came up with. Yeah, what, but what was, what was the full prompt? It was like, what difference do you see according what to this you verse? See, the, the, all I posted in was Second Peter 3, verse 14, and First John 3, 1 to 3, full stop. What difference do you see between preparing ourselves for the second coming and being ready for that event? Okay. And did the AI have something to say? It did, uh-huh. but I have something to say. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm going to say something in relationship to this because, you know, it's one of those things like, isn't that just the same thing? That's exactly what I'm thinking right now. 
Okay, but there is a difference. Mm-hmm. Let's think about it. Preparing ourselves for the second coming and being ready for that event. What does it mean to prepare ourselves? To prepare ourselves mean to, means for us to make an active decision to give our lives to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. To be ready for that event means to have the assurance of salvation. Mm. So before you give your life to Jesus Christ, you don't have mm-hmm. the assurance of salvation. Mm-hmm. You're not ready for Jesus to come. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You prepare yourself for Jesus to come. How do you prepare yourself? You prepare yourself by giving your life to Jesus Christ. Now you have the assurance of, of salvation. Now you're ready for that glorious event, and the Bible is telling you how to live in the assurance of salvation. Mm-hmm with purity and with peacefulness, etc. Mm-hmm. Those are my thoughts. Uh, the AI said this. Let's see, where is it? Second Peter 3, 14 talks about the second coming of Jesus Christ when he will return to earth to judge the living and the dead. In this passage, Peter urges believers to remain diligent and be found without spot or blemish on the day of the Lord's coming. This means living a life of righteousness and obedience to God's will. First mm. John 3, 1-3, on the other hand, focuses on the believer's relationship with God and the transformation that takes place in the believer's life when he or she becomes a child of God. In this passage, John talks about the hope that we have in Christ and the confidence that we have here in our salvation through him. It's not far off. That is an impressive Bible study. The difference between preparing ourselves for the second coming and being ready for that event is that preparing ourselves involves actively living a life of righteousness and obedience to God's will, while being ready for the event means having the hope and confidence in our salvation through Christ. I actually didn't actually pre-read this before I got to um, share it with you. I just typed it in and went back to the Bible study. Uh-huh. And that's that's kind of not bad. <laughs> <laughs> so is, here's the way to insane. cheat. If you're doing 20 million... Um, if you're doing 20 million movement Bible study, yeah, if you have a small group, if and you've got a small group and, and you're you a small want a group leader, <laughs> if you're if you're a small group leader topples over and is not able to lead out in that small group, mm-hmm. take the questions, throw them into the AI. Or if you're the small group leader, no, don't do that. Study the lesson, yes, please. That's right, please. You can gain so much more out of it by studying mm-hmm. it. Okay, so I the the, the 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 Bible study has a second question. Mm-hmm. I've also thrown it into the AI. Mm -hmm. I also haven't read what the AI has to say about it yet. Mm -hmm. What we're going to do is look at it for ourselves Mm -hmm. and we're going to discover for ourselves, first of all, what does the Bible say? Uh And then we'll see if the AI can keep up. That is, This is wild. Uh It is. Okay. Okay, so next question is this. We've got uh, three verses right here. Mm -hmm. Um, And the question is, what are these verses saying to us about being ready right now? Mm-hmm. So the first one is Psalms 95, verse 7 and 8. Psalms 95, verse 7 and 8. Psalms 95, verse 7 and 8. The Bible says, For he is our God, and we are the people he watches, the flock under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. The Lord says, Don't harden your hearts as Israel did at Meribah, as they did at Massa." In the wilderness. Okay, so this is a uh, pretty strong passage here in many mm-hmm. ways. Um, and when we, you know, well, let, let's just start in, in uh, verse 7 and we'll work our way through it one bit at a time. Uh, the Bible says here, For he is our God, 
we are the people he watches, the flock under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. Okay, something's going wrong with my... Ah. Well, I typed this into my into my Bible software and I typed 75 in rather than 95. I'm thinking, wait a minute. That's not what the Bible says. Lyle, Lyle just doesn't know how to use computers, guys. Yeah, okay. Uh, but here's our God. We are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. Today, if you'll hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the older translation has a lot less words in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more to the point. But that being said, like essentially, again, relating to our question of how it is that we become ready, in my Bible it says, if only you would listen to his voice today. It says yes. that he is our shepherd, we are his sheep, be led. Okay, so when it says today, which day is that? Is it the day you give your life to Jesus Christ? It says here today. Okay. And David, or whoever's writing this psalm, let's let's just say it's David. Let's just assume that it was him that's doing it. Um, he could be speaking to the elders of Israel. Mm-hmm. He could be speaking to Gentiles. He could be speaking to peasants. He could be speaking to... Benjamites or Judahites or he could be speaking to anyone. Yes. And he says, listen, today. But what if I did that yesterday? Is it important again to do it today? Yeah, absolutely. Why? Well, because, Lyle, you could tell me to do something yesterday mm-hmm. and I could do it. Mm-hmm. But then today I could just decide not to. So you oh, have Or for, for example, Lyle, I come to you and I say, Lyle, please put the milk in the fridge be- yes. Because uh, it, if you leave it out, it gets warm, and then I have warm cereal for breakfast. I can't help it if you have and, breakfast at, like, brunch time. And then I walk in the studio this morning, and there was just a, a big old uh, carton of soy milk just sitting on the bench again. Yep. And and see, so we can see that maybe there's a need, you know. And you even said to me when I brought it up, you said, okay, I'll do better. I'll try. You know, I'm sorry to call you out like this, but it, nah. it, it, it needs to happen, okay? Because this is this is it's it's tough when I have to come in here and eat warm cereal. You know, it's it's you know, I don't know if you've ever been through something like Such that, Lyle. Victim. It's it's very difficult for me, <laughs> uh, but Such but a- it's a perfect <laughs> example of what we're talking about here. Okay, Lawson. Let's produce a shell. Okay. Whoa, now that's an interesting thought. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's not your milk. Uh huh. It's mine. Uh huh. Because producer shell bought it. But it's it's our milk, you know. It's, no, it's, no, there's no our it's involved. It's our tribe's there's no milk. Our, there's no it's our the faith in this. milk. It came out of my money from my pocket, and Shell put the energy. Oh, to I go can to the buy the milk next time. Come on, it's, it's not <laughs> okay, what this okay, is okay, about. Okay, okay, okay. But Lawson, let me ask you a question: Is, is there milk <laughs> sitting on the desk right now? No, there's not. Is there two milks in the fridge? One that stays in there to stay cold for you, so that I can leave mine out. I don't know. Potentially, I haven't looked at the fridge this morning. I haven't eaten breakfast. But what okay. I what but I get I, the point. I get the point. Yeah, I, I, I'm using if it I, as an illustration. Yes, you're using it as an illustration. And if I put the milk in the fridge for you yesterday, doesn't mean I'm going to do the same thing again today. Absolutely, I have the freedom not to, mm-hmm. particularly when it's mine. My uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lawson's, Lawson's point right here is this: if I make a decision for Christ yesterday. Doesn't mean that I don't have the freedom today to not make a decision mm-hmm. for Christ. Mm-hmm. That's a really um, important point, mm-hmm. and we see that. And this is one of the reasons why um, David highlights it in this psalm, 
when he talks about the provocation and the temptation in the wilderness because what we see there is that the Israelites would give their lives to God. Yes, we will serve him. The next day, why did you bring us out of the wilderness to kill us? Mm-hmm. The next day, yes, we will serve him. Mm-hmm. The next day, why did you bring us out? Of the-? And they kind of go on like this for about 40 years. <laughs> yeah. And David is saying, don't live like that. Mm-hmm. Today, if you hear his voice, make a decision. Mm-hmm. Then tomorrow, make that same decision because when you read this tomorrow, it's going to be today again. Every day is today. Mm-hmm. Every day is an opportunity to make a decision for Jesus Christ and to give your life fully and completely to his service and to serving him. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And Lyle, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. That's right, the double L team. And uh, listen, guys, (laughs) come on. The penultimate quiz question and no one can get it right. And now it's become the ultimate. And now it's become the ultimate because this is this is your last opportunity. Okay, you just got to listen to this one carefully. That's right. Slightly subversive. So we're going to have at 8.45, we're going to be drawing our draw for the quiz. Yes. But here's our very last question. We're going to give it to you again. Listen carefully. Here we go. Which direction did the wise man travel to going to Jerusalem? Mm-hmm. Where were they going to? Which, Which direction? direction? Which point of the compass were they going to? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. It's it's right there. It's open. It's up for the taking. We've you, had some wrong answers so far. You can get this quiz question correct and get that chance in for the draw. That's going to be just in in a matter of moments and minutes. Well, eight forty five, so about fifteen minutes. But another thing that we would love to hear from you guys. Mm. Oh, by the way, the number is zero four nine one zero six four, and you have to call. You have to call. We, we can't, can't text. text, and because you can't text, we are actually don't have any questions of the day at the moment. Mm. They're probably sitting all on a text message somewhere uh-huh. because normally people text in their question of the day. So, if you've got a question today that you would like us to answer here on Faith FM, we would love you to call. You can. Uh, share it with producer Shell. She would be just more than happy to speak with you. She would love to talk to you. Uh, she will write it up for you, and we will be able to answer your question of the day here on The Breakfast Show this morning. So do call with an answer to the question and see if you can get that one right. We do want someone to get this one right. It's now become the ultimate, but also call through with the question of the day. Mm. We'd love to hear what your question is. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. All right. Mm. Ready to go. Yeah, we're talking about the Bible. Hebrews chapter 3. Oh, actually. We've, oh, we've got a caller. We've got, got a caller. We've got a caller on the phone ready to get this answer in. Get, get ready to have a try at it anyway. All right. Which direction did the wise man travel to going to Jerusalem? Okay, we've got Bruce on the phone. Bruce, welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, were they traveling west? Yes. That would be the correct answer. How, were, did you, how did you come to that conclusion, Bruce? Well, if they were coming from the east, they had to be there. <laughs> That's right, isn't it? Yes. Everybody else is called in and said, the east. Yeah. Because wise men came from the east. Well, if they were coming from the east, then... Where were going... they travelling to? Yes. <laughs> well done, Bruce. Uh, you picked up on the subversiveness, subversiveness of that question because we always talk about the wise men from the east. Mm-hmm. We never talk yep. about the wise men going to the west, mm-hmm. as they yep. were. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you for being a part of the show this morning, and uh, well done. Congratulations. Mm. All the best for when we draw the prize in just a little while. Mm-hmm. Lawson, where are we up to? 
We're reading the Bible. Hebrews reading... 3, 7 and 8. Okay, we're going to Hebrews 3 now. We were in Psalms 95, but we will head over to Hebrews chapter 3, 7 and 8. Let's find out whether David got it right when he wrote the Psalms. The Bible says, that is why the Holy Spirit oh, says... Oh, who's speaking? The Holy Spirit. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> that is why the Holy Spirit says... Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness. Okay. So who wrote that psalm? The Holy Spirit. Whose name is attached to it? David's. So what does the Bible say about itself right here? That is it, that it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. Well, it's the Holy Spirit working through people to write. Holy men of God wrote as they were moved by the Spirit. That's what the Bible says about itself. Mm. And things that, just just quick, just wanted to slide this in. It's not part of our Bible study, but um, things that aren't alive can't say things, by the way. Like, because the Holy Spirit is a person who, Thank who speaks. You. Yes. I just wanted to put that in there. Things things that aren't people, people, people say people things. People say things. Pe- things that aren't people don't say things. That's right. Mm. The electricity says nothing. Mm. It just powers stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. Or zaps you. That's right. Okay, verse 15. Let's throw verse 15 into this mix because, okay, now we've got a little bit of context. He, uh, he, Hebrews is quoting from, uh, Paul is quoting from Psalms and mm. ascribing the author of Psalms to being the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as in the day of Testing in the wilderness. Okay, now let's go down to verse 15. In verse 15 it says, Remember what it says. Today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. Okay, so Paul is repeated the same thing twice now. Mm-hmm. He's actually really emphasizing in on this passage. Mm-hmm. So he actually really wants us to go back in our understanding of salvation and look at the experience of the Israelites. Mm. Okay, when the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, were they saved? Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, they, li- they were, were saved. Liter- literally saved. Literally saved. Mm. The Bible also says that they were baptized in the Red Sea. Mm. So they were experiencing salvation. When they sing on the banks of the Red Sea and they sing the song of Moses, it is the song of people who have been converted, who have been changed, who have been saved. Mm. But then, what is it, three days later, I think, they run out of water? Mm. It's like, why did you bring us out in the wilderness to kill us? Mm. And that pattern continues for the next 40 years. Mm. There were times when they were walking with God and there were times when they broke off from walking with God. And during those times, let's think about a couple of those times. Let's think about the incident of the golden calf. Mm -hmm. There was a number of people with the incident of the golden calf who refused to repent. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, we're going to stick with the golden calf. What happened to them? Uh, they died. They died. There was those who did repent, and there was also those who didn't worship it in the first place at all. Yes. So you kind of had three groups. Mm. What about if we come down to the time of Baal Peor, Mm. where the Midianite women come into the camp and they invite everybody to come to one of their pagan festivals Mm. and then seduce them? Mm. Uh, What happens there? You've got those people that were went through the Red Sea, those people that were saved, Mm. the Bible says, in the Red Sea. They were baptised in the Red Sea. Mm. And yet you come down to this particular incident and you've got those who repent and those who don't. What happens to those who don't? 
they are destroyed. Okay, so when I think about, you know, Calvinisms and so forth and, you know. <sighs> yeah, I, knew, I, I was thinking about bringing this up, but you. Yeah, it's it's kind of like this attitude of, okay, you know, 15 years ago I went through the Red Sea and I was baptised in the Red Sea and I was saved and I experienced true conversion and I was proper, properly properly saved, so now I can't be lost. Yeah. So I, I can complain to my heart's content. I can dance around the golden calf. And when people call me to repent, I'm like, well, what's the point? I'm already saved. Well, even furthermore, Calvinism does, like, Calvinists do believe in the fruits of the Spirit. but They do, very much so. But and they, we need to recognize that. Yes. But they believe that if you don't present the fruits of the Spirit, like, you're either lost or you're going through a period of God-ordained unfaithfulness. But then I look at a story like this where I'm like, okay, look at these Israelites here. They walk through the Red Sea. Then all of them complained. And then some of them even went, like, and, and again, the Bible says, like, they were baptized. They had a salvific experience. They sang the song of Moses. And then there were those who died for worshipping the golden calf. And then a Calvinist would say to that, oh, well, they were never actually saved. Like, they they weren't actually selected. I'm like, are you telling me that God didn't select these people by literally pulling them out? Like saving them from death in each slavery in Egypt mm-hmm. to establish them to be a nation that would have been a light to the whole world. Are you telling me that God didn't select these people? If we're going to talk about uh, the elected, because that's you know the word that they use to describe those who are saved, and we're going to talk about anyone who's elect, I think it was the Israelites. I think if you could pick any group of people who were elected to be saved, it was the Israelites. But through their own decisions. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that that story makes sense. That is. They made a decision to stop following Jesus. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Anyways, hey, let's... uh, Guys, it's time to win this prize. It is. We have come to the time where we will spin the wheel and there will be a winner. And we will try to get them on the line to have a to have See a if somebody who called in mm-hmm. wins or whether it was somebody who texted earlier in the week when the text That's was right. still working. That's right. But right, right now, it's time to spin that wheel. Okay, okay. It's spinning. It's spinning. It's going. It's going. And, and we have a winner. There we go. It has landed on a person who yes. we will get in contact with. But let's have some answers for the quiz today. Well, I guess you guys have already been listening to the answers, but during the last Passover meal, how many did Jesus eat with? It was 12. Fill in the blank. Know that know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. In the parable of the rich man Lazarus, where did Lazarus go when he died? He went to Abraham's bosom or Abraham's side. And that last question, which direction did the wise men travel to going to Jerusalem? Now, they were wise men of the east. Yes. So then they must have been traveling west. That's right. If they came from the east, they were traveling to the west. They weren't wise men of the south. No. They weren't wise men of the north. No. Or the West. Or the West. No. Wise men of the East. So they were traveling to the West. To the West. Congratulations to everyone who got those questions correct. Do we have our winner on the phone? We're just we're just getting in contact with them. But I guess then in that case we can go over to our it's time for Question of the Day. All right, Lyle, the question of the day is simply this. 
is Matthew 27, 51 to 53. We've had a lot of questions on this topic. Is Matthew we have, yeah. 27, 51 to 53, is it connected to the 24 elders? Okay, so let's deal with the, with the facts as we know them. Mm. Uh, the first fact is the Bible says in verse 51 that Jesus died, or verse 50, Jesus died, 51, that the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. The earthquake and the rocks were broken. And verse 52, the graves were opened and many of the saints which slept arose and came out of their graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Mm. So we know that when Jesus died, there was a bunch of people who were resurrected and went into the city and testified in the city. Mm. That's what we know. What we also know is that they are never mentioned on earth again. Mm. Okay, so then that's what we know. From that we can conclude that this group of people disappeared just after this event Mm. because obviously if they had stayed around, they would be the most famous people on the planet. Mm. So they appear and then they disappear. Okay, then if we go over to Ephesians and we ask ourselves the question, all right, what happened when Jesus ascended into heaven? And uh, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8 where the Bible says, wherefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led a multitude of captives and gave gifts unto men. So here's the second thing we know. We know that there were people who were resurrected when Jesus died and disappeared. We know that when Jesus ascended into heaven, there was a bunch of people he took with him. Then we go over to Revelation chapter 4 and let's deal with what else we know over here in Revelation chapter 4. In Revelation chapter 4, the Bible says around about the throne were 24 seats and upon the seats I saw uh, 24 elders clothed in white clothing. They had crowns on their heads. Um, And then you go to chapter 5 and the Bible says uh, that they sang a new song before the... song saying, were the... You are worthy to take the book and to open the seals, for you were slain and has redeemed us to God by your blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. So here's what else we know. We know that when Jesus gets to heaven, there is a group of people described as being the 24 elders that were redeemed from this earth. Mm. So we have to ask ourselves, well, where did they come from? Okay, so we have the record of Enoch going to heaven, we have the record of Elijah going to heaven, and we have the record of Moses going to heaven. Mm. We don't have the record of these 24 elders. The only other place in which we find a group of people going to heaven is in Ephesians chapter 4. And Ephesians chapter 4 is a pretty clear reference to the group that are resurrected in Matthew chapter 27. And so by a process of elimination, the Bible says that these were people that were redeemed from the earth. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we have a connection between these verses. Mm. I do believe that we have a winner. We do. And our winner on the line is Katia. Congratulations on winning this week. Thank you. So we've got these Jungle Doctor books. Are you familiar with them? I'm not. Oh, you're going to enjoy these so much. They're some oh, of my no. favourites. Awesome. I can't wait. Are, are, you a, are you an avid reader or an occasional reader? I am. I am. I love reading. Okay. Oh, okay. You are going to enjoy this very much. In fact, my prediction is that once you get these three, you will buy the rest of the series after having re- read these three through. Tell me, um, Katia, do you have uh, children to read them to? 
No, my kids are all old now. Oh, uh, do you have any grandchildren to read them to? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet? Not okay, yet. so you're in that between stage. Um, doesn't matter. <laughs> you're ready. Doesn't matter. You, you, you're, going to, you're going to enjoy them. I will. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Katya, thank you so much for joining us and congratulations on winning the prize for this week. Thank you so much. Don't forget to talk faith, live faith, act faith and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.